This is The Bookshelf from NHPR. I'm Peter Biello. Miriam Levine's new collection of poetry is, as she describes it, a book about loss and consolation. In Saving Daylight, poems recall small moments, a chance meeting outside a theater, an encounter with a mosquito, watching a harmless spider walk across someone's hair. Levine lives in Concord for part of the year, and she's with me in the studio now. Welcome, Miriam. Thank you. Good to be here. So you write quite a bit about people you've lost and moments in time that you seem to hold really close to your heart. Uh, Is writing poetry about loss the kind of consolation that you seem to be hoping for here? Yes. uh, Some poems are about loss. Uh, Those are the elegiac poems. And you can't get through life without losing someone that you were deeply connected with and that you love. And where does the consolation come from? Well, it's kind of a mystery. Some people call, say that it comes from moments of grace. Uh, Some people say it comes from letting go. Um, Some people say it comes from recognition of the connection that you had and that in some ways still um, still is being honored in the poem. When you write about loss, you don't come out and say things directly. It's not on the nose. In other words, you don't say, I am sad, but it does come across through vivid images and often bright colors, things you wouldn't normally associate with, with loss and death and sadness. Uh, so I wanted to ask you about that approach because it seems very deliberate. Well, it, it's deliberate, but I think it's also the way my brain is wired. It's connected to color. This time of year in Concord, for instance, when I take my walks, White Park and all these various areas, I notice that people have baskets of the most vivid flowers on display. You know, Chekhov said that if you want to talk about an emotion, don't say you're sad. Find something in the room or the scene that evokes that feeling. And it's not always deliberate. It's one of those things that happens. If you use your eyes, if you use your senses, if you use your brain as well, all of those things connected. One of the poems I really like here, well, one of the lines I really like is uh, from the beginning of a poem called Release. And the line is, uh, or the lines are, some people pray on their knees, but I'd rather walk on the beach. Mm. The sea collapses to froth. And the poem goes on. Um, there are a lot of moments in your poems here that, that uh, reference the sea. And you live for part of the year in South Beach in Florida. Um, is there something about this setting that inspires you? Yes, the setting the setting speaks to me. Also, I'm so grateful to be able to be walking and to be out there, um, to leave my desk, to leave my computer, to leave my notebook, and to be out in the world seeing, experiencing, and thinking. And there's that rhythm of walking that has very, very much to do with writing a poem. And where does that gratitude come from? Is it is it in part because you're you're now in your eighties and a lot of people your age are, are unable to be as mobile? Oh, of course. I uh, I've always liked to walk, and I and now I'm I'm much more grateful from you know about it than I was when I was younger. Yeah, I turned eighty in December. A lot of these poems are pantoums. Yes, pantoums. So that for for listeners who aren't aware, there there are four or five stanzas, mostly five stanzas here, and there are several repeating lines. Right. Uh, what is what is it about the pantoum that you like? Well, what's wonderful about the pantoum is that the form does some of the work for you. 
The form comes from an oral tradition from Malaysia. So one of the things I like about it is the fact that we have another culture informing our culture and coming into it. And I love the rhythm of the repetition. Well, I hope you can leave us with a poem. Would you, would you mind reading a, a short poem for I'd us? I'd be delighted, Peter. This one comes from childhood, and it's called Bitten. We kids had so much to give. Pennies, kisses, blood mosquitoes love. We'd let them land on the back of our hands and watch the frail bodies darken as they swelled. It was always twilight, the wings blue, the legs weightless. Always we were quiet, filled with nothing we could grandly call life. We let them fly off. Curiosity made us generous. We'd go home tired, in the air ripe with wings, bitten and young, in the growing dark, in the smell of flocks, in the softest night, in the world where we fit. Well, Miriam Levine, thank you very much for speaking with me about your book. Really appreciate it. You're welcome, and I'm delighted to be here. Miriam Levine's new collection of poetry is called Saving Daylight, and you can find a list of the top five books on Miriam's bookshelf at nhpr.org. We're always looking for reading recommendations from listeners like you. What should we bring to the beach in this last month or so of summer? Tell us by email. The address is books at nhpr.org. We want to know the title, the author, and why you think other readers should check out what you found. You can also tweet us at NHPR Bookshelf. This is The Bookshelf from NHPR. I'm Peter Biello. Thank you very much for listening. 